Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. (laughs) This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back, Posse. Oh, hey. Hi, (laughs) y'all. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Celeste? Cause it be it just be rough out here. Yo, but we, be, yeah, we we gonna we gonna keep pushing. Absolutely. So I just want to wish all the mothers a happy belated Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, yes, yes. Happy Mother's Day, guys. Well, girls. Let me be gender specific. Happy <laughs> Mother's Day, ladies. <laughs> There we go. There we are. So last uh, podcast, we talked about audacity. And there has been some real audacious folks to the point that it will really stir me up if I talk about it too much. So I ain't going to get into it. But let me just let y'all know. It's, it's y'all got to put all... these audacious folks in their place when they have the audacity. And that, that rude audacity, not that bold. But they're rude, like, oh, no, sis, no. Now we're going to have to handle this separately type audacity. Right. Um, It's an audacious world we living in. Yeah. Yeah. But all is well. Love is all. (laughs) You've been sending out uh, audacious messages or rebuttals. Yeah. Sometimes things are necessary. When when people have the audacity, sometimes you just got, you know, let them know a few things. And it all becomes well. Yeah, as long as you stay pretty and purpose with your response. Amen. Don't don't get ugly. I'm pretty. I might don't become a sis second. You are still a royal. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) All right, y'all. So let let us jump right into it. Um, So we're gonna start off as we start off every podcast with our royal moment. And our royal moment is a time where we salute some queens doing some amazing things. So I believe that Celeste has our royal moment for today. Yes, ma'am. So today's royal moment goes out to two um, twin sisters from, it looks like they're from Philadelphia. Um, They are identical twins, Elena McDonald and Delana, no, Alana and Delana, right? It has to be rhyming because they're identical twins, but okay. Um, They are from North Philly and they both um, are now physicians. And they recently launched the twin sisters, the twin sister docs.com, which is a platform. And I'm going to read from this article. It was created to promote health, wellness, self advocacy, and address health disparities health disparities in underserved communities. Um, and so these are two African-American twins from the Philadelphia region who are just out here just trying to minimize the health disparities in um, underserved communities. So shout out to Delena and Elena. There you go. You yes. said- That's amazing. Shout <laughs> out, baby. Shout I'm out. sorry, Alana and Delana. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Miss I, and Miss McDonald. There Ms. we McDonald. go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, they're just out here 
doing some awesome work um, in the medical field specifically. And, you know, that's my passion is health disparities. So, you know, that's, it's, it's so important. Um, so shout out to them for drawing attention and highlighting that. All right. So now we're going to move into our sis second. And our sis second is a time where we fix those raggedy, raggedy, raggedy crowns. Real raggedy. That we see around the town. So, today we fixing a raggedy bonnet because... <gasps> sis had a bonnet? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like that. Yeah. This actually happened to me today. So... Riding in my car, minding my complete my- utter business. I figured you was minding your business. I knew you was minding, minding your business. My business. And I had both windows down. You know, it was a little, a little warm. I had both windows down. Not all the way down. So my passenger seat window wasn't all the way down, but it was down enough. And I was at a red light. And I was looking down at my phone. I wasn't texting and driving. I was looking down at my phone on the red light. So I was looking down at my phone and then I just hit, excuse me. And I turn around like this girl in her bonnet, and, but she did have a mask on. It's standing at my window. Like I wasn't near the sidewalk. So she must've came from this. I don't even know where she came from, but she was at my door, at my window saying, excuse me. And I jumped. Okay. And it was- Wait, wait. So can you paint this picture for us? So were you in the middle of the street? Like, was she in the middle of the street? How did that work out? Where she was. But yes, I was in the middle lane. And if anybody is from Baltimore, you know, Liberty Road, Liberty Heights. That's like a whole bunch of lanes. It's not like a small little street. So yeah, it's definitely like a four. It could be between three and four lanes for real. Correct. On one side. So you got two sides of the street. Anyway, and I was looking down. I hear, excuse me, I look up and I jump. And like, normally if you startle someone, you'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to startle you. No, that was no sorry. Like she was just like, oh, are you headed towards my domain? Clearly. Not sis wanting you to be a hat. So sis was trying to catch her. Yeah, she's trying to get a hat. She said, are you headed towards my domain? Now, yes, I am headed towards there, but I'm not going there. And if I were, I'm still not letting you in my car. So I was like, uh, no, ma'am. And then she just walked away. And then I could see her from my savvy mirror, like putting her finger out, trying to catch a hat. But when did we just start getting bold enough to just walk up to people's cars? To yeah, like, typically, isn't the, I, I mean, I personally have never caught a hat. However, isn't the practice that we we do the little symbol, the little uh-huh. the little the little the sign? Little mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you are in fact willing to be said hack, you pull <laughs> over and inquire as to where the destination is. Correct. We don't just we don't just select the car randomly select. that we want to catch the hack in. Yes, ma'am. Maybe she okay. gave up and decided I'm gonna be a little more proactive and I'm gonna a little audacious, a little audacious, <laughs> baby. <laughs> She's going to be audacious and just roll up to a car and say, you going to give me a ride. Because right. I already know you headed in that direction. Right. Because, I mean, clearly I'm headed in that direction because it's right up the street. But, miss, no, walk. Start walking that way. Like, right. right. Or just, like, follow the practice, like, follow the policy and procedures of catching a hat. <laughs> right. I like mean, you. I would say there's Uber, there's Lyft, but I'm sure with that yes. area where she was headed, she does not have the resources to catch Uber and Lyft. Exactly. Yes. 
She's catching a hack to Mondamin. Come on. Like, I'm not trying to stereotype people. Their buses and everything that go down there. Right, right. If a duck quacks. <laughs> yes. So Yeah. So and we fixing sis bonnet, because like I said, she came up to me with her bonnet on, asking if I was headed to a Mondamin, because I guess she thought she was gonna get a ride. But don't walk up to nobody's car. No, like, no. Like let's let's follow the, the the policy manual. Like let's follow the policies and procedures <laughs> of catching a hack. For hacking. Yes, like there's <laughs> there's the rules. Policy. There's rules. There are rules, and that was a com- direct violation of the policy. <laughs> So, so. any means necessary, I guess. Mm, I guess. Just bonnet, honey, because that <laughs> that ain't the way. All right, y'all. So that's my story. <laughs> All right. So, um, what is our topic for today, ladies? We are talking about generational um health habits beauty habits self-care self-care yeah so this actually um I caught a snippet of this on the red table well I don't know if it was a it was excuse me scratch that it wasn't on the red table but it was um I was gonna say Janet Jada you know Mm -hmm. Will Will and Jada Jada Mm -hmm. Jada um was we on first name basis Jada was on. I mean, she's Baltimore. You might actually know her. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jada was posting. It was it was her and her. You know how her 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 mom and her daughter always like. Well, they do the red table talk anyway. They she had posted a video and they were just talking about some self care practices that they like have learned from their moms and whatever whoever else in their um family that have been passed down from generation to generation so it, i just thought it was a really interesting topic and something that we could um definitely talk about and um come up with some some suggestions for the people so jess you want to tell us about some generational self-cares <laughs> so in short the answer is no I'm gonna tell y'all why though okay so, on today's segment of where is Jess P my answer is no because we don't have any generational self-care habits like I watched the snippet of everything that they do and how they were passing down like uh bath time and meditation and stuff like that i don't there is nothing that i can think of that my mother has passed down that i enjoy as well like i think that this whole topic made me realize that we are opposites (laughs) oh okay that's interesting well it doesn't have to be it doesn't necessarily have to be that you enjoy it because like on the on the snippet Jada was talking about her bath time or something, but that's not something Willow does. Like Willow was not like, oh yeah, sis, that's what I got from my mom. She wasn't even, that's not something that Willow does, but she, it's just something that you, she grew up seeing her mom do that was a form of self-care. Right. So she saw her mom having that time to herself. I've never seen my mother do that. Okay. Well, that's an important, that's the issue, right? Yeah. But that's, that's, that's huge. Like that's something that we need to talk about because that's the that's the that's the whole premise like we need to be taking care of ourselves and if we don't see our our relatives before us doing practicing self-care how do we learn that and but that's the thing though that's I true. think you learn you can also learn from what they didn't do 
So now it's like we need to start implementing these practices. Like Jess, I know you um talked before about going to therapy and how you know you wish like some people in your family would go to therapy, but that's something that you do for self-care. <laughs> I agree. And so that was my other point that I was going to make. I mean, I know I generally just said no, but <laughs> I think that the generational self-care in my family is working in reverse because. My mother, like I've never really seen her take time out to herself. And because we live in a society where mental health and awareness is so prevalent right now, like our generation is like, no, I need the me time. I need to do something for myself. And so, yes, I do go to therapy. And I think me breaking that generational habit caused other people in my family to be like, oh, you know what? I need to start doing that. Like I heard my grandmother a week ago say, yeah, I think I'm going to start going to therapy. And it's to the point where I just started giving out my therapist number, like, here, just call my therapist. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like, it doesn't even have to be exactly what someone else is doing, but just the, just you showing the initiative that you're taking that time to focus on self and take care of yourself maybe someone else can see it and say, you know what, I do want to take time to myself and maybe I'll, you know, fill in the blank, you know, go on walks or do this, that, and the third to to take care of self because you set that example. Absolutely. And that's exactly what's going on. So like I do, I walk every day and I notice other people in my family like, oh, maybe, you know what, I need to start walking. And even when it comes down to, because like some of my habits, I'm just, I do it because I like to do it. And I noticed like my mom will pick it up and she's like, oh, you know what? That's fun. I'm going to start doing that. Like for instance, I've always been into makeup, nails, hair, not so much anymore, but like when I was young, like three years old, I was that kid with the makeup kit. I always wanted to do my makeup. I always would go to my aunt's house and like, so I use nail polish and I will put fake nails on my nails and I will use rollers and roll my hair up. None of it would look good, but that was my thing. <laughs> like I was that girly girl who just Not wanted none to... of it would look good. <laughs> didn't look good at all. Nope. <laughs> girl, it was one time I had this bang because I wanted bangs and I put a roller in it. It was all curled up, like nothing. Not the bang. <laughs> the bang. <laughs> Yes, I had the beignet. <laughs> My hair was like blow dried all the way out with that one beignet. But anyway, so that has always been my personality. And I noticed as I got older and started doing it more and more, like that was self-care for me. Now, I don't necessarily do it anymore. Like I don't get my nails done because I pick it off of my nails. <laughs> well, but that's the thing too. Like you hit on a good point. Self-care is ever evolving. What mm-hmm. self-care for you today might not be your form of self-care in a year from now. Like it that's could change. My self-care has definitely evolved, but some of the stuff that I have always enjoyed doing, I noticed it like rubs off on the people around me. So like my mom, she, I've never known her to wear makeup. It wasn't until I was in high school when she went and got licensed to do makeup. And for me, it was like, what you do makeup? Like she was the the sport, the athletic type. And so, I mean, she would go get her hair done every two weeks and that was about it. 
and it was only because she had short hair and you know when you have short hair you got to keep it done in order to look you know up, up to par <laughs> and right. so like and the only other thing that I can think of is like traveling now my mom would travel often <laughs> and as a matter of fact I got her into my travel club so that she could take more vacations but it has always been like reverse generational should I right. say right I get what you're saying I get what you're saying like the opposite of self it's lack of self-care yes so we have my family has a bad habit of not caring for self more so caring for other people and then I came along and I'm like you know what nope I'm going to be just a little bit selfish. I mean, I still love y'all, but I'm just going to be a little bit selfish. I'm going to do these things to make sure that my cup is full so that I can continue to pour into everybody else's cup. Right. And maybe that's the thing too. It was like self-care for them was the opposite of actual self-care. Whereas though taking care of other people may have been what they felt was self-care because it made them feel good. They liked taking care of other people, but that's the problem. I think sometimes is that we, we misinterpret Mm -hmm. taking care of other people as actual, as self-care when that's not really, it might be something you enjoy and it makes you feel good, but it's not truly self-care. I think it's a want to feel needed. And so some people, feel that and they're like, oh, this is this is how I care for myself. When I feel needed, I am doing a good job. And that's not the case at all. I think the way society is set up now, like self-care has become like a buzzword, right? And so many people start to define it in so many ways. And it it's just become ingrained in our culture so much that um it's a thing now, you know, where before it really wasn't or it was, but it, it was just it was just different. So I it, just, it's just the generation. Yeah, I get what you're saying, Maya. It's definitely like a buzzword, like you said. Like now all of a sudden it's about, it, it's so it's songs called self-care. Like it's all about how you, what you're doing to take care of yourself now. Like you said, it's kind of like a trend or a fad right now. Um, but, and maybe it just wasn't a thing in prior generations. Maybe they never thought about how to really truly take care of yourself because they were so busy taking care of other people. That is a good point. I do believe that they probably never thought about it simply because back then it was all about, you know, you just need to get a job and work and take care of the family. Like the women, it was the yeah, Bible. They yes, home, take the care of the And yeah. that's why, you know, they, mm-hmm, say like, they say like marriages, oh, our grandparents' marriages and stuff lasted mm-hmm. forever. And, you know, these marriages nowadays, but that's because of one, the different, the, the, the generation women aren't taking the same stuff our roles are changing so it's Definitely. just different not Definitely. only that but it's a difference in what people will put up with I do feel like older generations put up with more because they were taught to make it work whereas our generation is like we're a quick culture cancel everything yeah which, which to an extent, that's a good thing, but to an ex- some extent, you know, if you take it to the extreme, it's bad. But wow. I think at least, I think the the positive is that we at least, this generation or the close event generation is at least acknowledging that, you know what, I can't just take care of everybody else. So I, I have to pay attention to me and what's healthy for me. And mental health is a huge thing. You know, 
we don't even know if prior generations with maybe they had higher rates of depression and higher rates of, you know, other mental illnesses because of the lack of self-care and them staying in situations. I know this is kind of off topic, but staying in situations, relationships, whatever that weren't healthy for them. So that's, that's a good point. I actually want to look that up. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, but the thing is, I'm really interested to hear, but I wonder if there's any data information on that, right? Because mental health was so taboo. Depression was so taboo. You know, that kind of stuff was like, oh no, you, you, you see a psychiatrist, you, you, if you see a psychiatrist, you're crazy, right? Right, If you go to therapy, you're, you definitely crazy and you're the problem. Something's wrong with you. So, and a lot of people were like banished from their family. Like people will like, we think cancel culture is a thing. No, cancel culture was just called something different. You know, they would just family. Oh, but they were more blunt back in the day. It was like, oh, you did that? No, you got sent. You actually got (laughs) sent away probably. Yeah, because that happened to someone in my family for a different reason, but they were literally sent to another state to be raised by another relative, like period. So that's another point. (laughs) Is that another topic? (laughs) That is another topic because I had people in my family, like my grandmother was raised by her grandmother, her her aunt. Like yep. why were kids sent away? Like was that a form of self-care because you knew that you couldn't handle it, like it was overwhelming. Mm. You wanted to provide a better life. Like I, I'm wondering. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know but I don't know if that was self-care really or self-preservation. Um if you're preserving yourself. Uh, in a bad way though well my, my grandmother my grandmother listens to our podcast so i'm going to ask her what the self-care means to her um oh that's a good one yeah you know it would actually be interesting to ask several generations like from our grandparents down to our parents and then to someone else in our generation like what is self-care to you that would be it that's a good one that is good. What if we bring our grandparents on the next episode? <laughs> oh, girl, child. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't think that would work for me. <laughs> I agree. So uh, listeners, if you're out there, let us know once you hear this uh, podcast, if you are interested in knowing the results of that. All right. Well, let us keep it moving. So Celeste, what CB secrets do you have with um, for us, I'm sorry, for generational self-care? So in today's segment of TV Secrets, (laughs) um, I actually, I thought about this and I think I've talked about it um, on previous episodes, just some of the um, adjustments or modifications that my mom specifically took in my, like in my childhood growing up and some of the things that I've seen her do over the years and actually still to this day, Um, some of the self-care practices that she has um, that she started like 20 years ago. So, um, you know, we were, when I was growing up, we ate like regular, you know, Pop-Tarts, fruit roll-ups, all that good stuff. Dunkaroos. Y'all remember the Dunkaroos? Yep. All that good stuff. All the good snacks. All the good stuff. And so um, at a certain point, I don't know what the reason was. I don't know if 
because my parents never didn't have medical issues at that time. So I'm not sure what their reasoning was. My mom's reasoning was for changing our, our eating habits. Maybe it was because I was hitting like puberty, middle school age, and I was gaining weight. So, but I don't know what her actual reason was, but she completely changed our eating habits and we ate, you know, instead of white bread, we ate whole wheat bread and we had much more vegetables in the house, healthier snacks. Um, and I remember at like in my probably like around 12, 13, we would go on walks. So we would just, that was like our new thing. And again, I don't know if it was because I was hitting puberty and I was starting to gain weight and I needed to, I needed to lose weight, you know, and I needed to eat healthier because obviously those things that you, those habits that you form in adolescence and childhood, they actually truly contribute to your adulthood and your practices that you carry forward. So, um, we started going on like three mile walks, which I think I feel like subconsciously that's why three miles is like, my number, like when I go on walks, I have to walk three miles. Isn't I, that like 10,000 steps? I don't I think so. <laughs> I don't think so, but I'll definitely, I'll look back in my fitness, my um Apple watch to see. But for some reason, three miles is like my number. Like I, my walks have to be three miles, no less. Cause then it's not, it's not significant to me. But anyway, we would go on walks and such. And so fast forward, my mom actually um, started like running marathons and running um, a few years. Well, not now. It's probably like 10 years, 10 years or so now. And so I actually ended up doing two half marathons. And I now feel like when I go on walks, and of course now it involves Ronan, but when I go on walks, that's like my form of self-care. I listen to podcasts and that's my time to like, just be free mentally. Um, and I've noticed that physically my body, when I don't like, I take a break from walking and exercising because I had a lot of personal things going on and I literally felt the difference in my body. Oh, so in- me too. I didn't walk for a whole week and I just feel heavy. Like I feel toxic. <laughs> yes. Like you, I, it just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe it except for physically. I physically have pain because of my fibromyalgia. So my joints, my back, everything is just horrible. And my sleep is just, everything just feels off. So I know that my form of self-care is physical. Like I have to be active. Um, obviously eating well helps and contributes, but specifically, I know that physical activity is a requirement as far as self-care for me. So those are just a few of the things for me, just being active and a healthier diet and healthier lifestyle is some of the things that were passed down to me, um, specifically for my mom, um, as a form of self-care. I don't think I got anything from prior generations as self-care. Like no one, no one really took care of their mental health. Spiritual health, yes. I will say spiritually, there's probably some spiritual practices that were passed down um, as a form of self-care, but those are my, it's not really a secret. It's my secret. It is your secret. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny that you mentioned the run walk because it was one of my goals. It was on my bucket list to run a 5K. And that was something that I reverse generationally passed back up. (laughs) Because I would make my mom 
run or at least walk with me so that I could train for this 5k and so she started getting yeah. into habit. then she got an apple watch or I think she got a Fitbit during that time and so it was like her thing to get her 10,000 steps yeah and that's the other thing my mom and I that was like our form of like mother-daughter time like uh-huh. we yeah our form of bonding and even once I moved out you know after college and came back home and was living on my own we would meet up because I was training for a half marathon at the time in my early 20s um and we would like meet up and go on walk runs and like that was our like a little bonding time um was doing some sort of physical activity so I think that's important too is to understand that bonding, like you can incorporate that into your self-care. Like you don't always have to go out to eat to spend time with your loved one or whoever. You can do some form of physical activity or something like something, something healthy um, in, in combination with, you know, your relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Maya. All right. Now it is time for Maya's motivational moment. History is dependent on the new generation to write the next chapter. Now, I chose this as the motivational moment because we're talking about um, habits um, passed down from generation to generation. And this quote specifically says that history is dependent on the new generation to write the next chapter. And so when you think about a book, um, each chapter builds from the one before. And so I feel like our ancestors, you know, have laid a foundation as each generation progresses. There's a new chapter. There's a there's a new depth to it. There's a new uh, perspective that we put on things. So like we talked about, um, Celeste, you said some things you have learned from your family. Just there are some things that you've learned from your family, but then also things that you learn like, okay, I want to do this differently. And I'm thinking about my experience with my family. Like, for example, my grandmother, like if somebody's on their menstrual cycle, she don't feel like they should wash their hair. Right. So it's just like, no, can't wash your hair if you're on your menstrual cycle. That was something that she learned from her mother that she just continued. And I could be like, uh, Mama, I don't think research proves that that. But if that's her thing. You know, it's like all these years she's been doing it, but I heard it, you know, but that's not something that I carry on. But that's because, you know, even as science and things evolve, you learn different things that they didn't know before. So I also think that that um, contributes to it. But I also um, say don't be afraid to write the next chapter, right? So Jess, you've now incorporated like, nah, the stigma of going to therapy like it was in the past, no longer has to exist because I'm saying therapy is okay. It is helping me. And you're opening your eyes to um, even the past generations to consider therapy, but also for future generations to know like, oh yeah, this is cool. And this is also an option. So I think just continuing to build on that foundation is important. Definitely. You hit on some a, a few really good points, Maya. And I don't want to call it rewriting history because we're not trying to rewrite it, but we are we're taking our history and we're just we're modifying it or tweaking it, if we're that makes growing sense. From it. We're growing from it and learning from it. So and because not everything that our ancestors or our previous generations did were either made sense, was right, or no or or now we have more information to understand things better and differently. So 
like you said, kind of having that courage to write that next chapter. Like, don't repeat things just because, oh, well, that's how my grandmother did it, or that's how my father did it, right. whatever. Right. Being 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 audacious enough. I know we do we do we wear that we word. We use that word the rest of the season. We gonna wear that one out. But just having the having the boldness to say, you know what, I like that about my 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 you know my previous generations. I'm not so sure about this one. Let me look into it. Let me modify it. Let me do what works best for me in this time in this space. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. Time and space is is key. Um. And like we said, there's always things in the core. I think someone mentioned um, that spiritual piece. You know, I definitely think that that sets the foundation for our self-care, you know, whatever um, your belief system and your faith um, is. And that typically stems from your family, unless you, you know, grow up and learn some things and you decide to do something on your own. But most of the time, the foundation from your faith starts with your family. Yes. And you, I mean, you, you touched on some really good points. Like Celeste said, um, and there's this quote that says those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And so as you were talking, like, that's all that I could think of. And it was written in one of our history classes. It was written on the side of the wall. And that it was, it I, was. I would say ninth grade history or something like that. I know exactly. It's like I can see it in my head, but I don't. I have no idea where it's at. But I, I see. Don't know it. who said it? It's it was ninth grade history, but um, that quote like really stood out to me because yes, we are bound to repeat the history of our family and the things that they were doing um, if we don't learn from the science that we have now, their mistakes, and take into account everything that factors into their decision-making. Because like you said, Maya, you would not be washing your hair if you didn't question those. Exactly, yes. (laughs) And not that anything's wrong with what previous generations believed or practices that they put in place. I'm not saying, I don't think anything's wrong with it. That's cool. It might've worked for them, but it's like time evolves, you know, things evolve and practice, things change. Celeste, being a nurse, um, don't you know how like past generations, if you had a cold or if you were sick, they say do like the garlic and the onions in your shoes. And your socks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, is that real? Because people say that it's a real thing. You're shaking your head now. People really do, you know. I I still do that. I was going to say, it's nothing. And that's the thing. If it works for you, rock out, sis. I ain't got no problem. Like, I don't think there's any problems with people doing things. As long as you don't take it to the extent, like, Jess, if you sick and you put them onions in your garlic and your situation, whatever you're doing, and that that don't work, sis, please seek medical attention, right? Like, (laughs) let's be, like, use your, like, people have to still use common sense because, like, like, in old in the old days people might just stay home and they might die because they didn't they were fearful of medical doctor you know going to the doctor or they were fearful from what the results might be oh my like say it was a pandemic like this they were scared to come out and say that they had covid like it was like tab you know it's like taboo and you know you're going to be banished from the community so I'll, it's a lot of things that may there might be some merit to it just hey if it works for you sis <laughs> just make sure you wash the onion smell off your feet like okay hey. let me clarify because no I do not put onions on my feet <laughs> but I have tried that so like years ago 
because I'm I'm very much so into natural remedies. Right. So years ago, I saw the onions in your socks and go to bed at night in two pair of socks, something like that. So I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna try it. It didn't work. Like it was that was foolish. But I do <laughs> like the concoctions. It had like onions, garlic, cayenne pepper. Now, if you drink it, like now that. that joint works. Yes. So that's what I do. I'm not the yes. the onion sock person. I am the drinker. <laughs> yes. Now that I definitely believe in. I definitely think that there are. I mean, it's food, right? And it's 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 natural food. So. There are remedies, health remedies and benefits to vegetables and, you know, those kind of things. So I definitely, you know, I'm all about the holistic life. Yes. Like, yeah. I think I had the it. flu for that. And so I was desperate to try anything. It was the flu on Christmas Eve. So I was desperate oh, no. to try anything. Like, okay, I'm going to try these onions. to make you house. feel better. Yeah. They did not work. But the natural remedy with the tea drink did yeah. work. It did yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some things like that that, um, you know, are passed down, but then also tweaked. Um, But like you said, some people stand by it, some people don't. Um, But the bottom line is, you know, I think that our family and our ancestors have built a foundation that we just continue to build off of. Definitely. And I feel like that's what life is all about. Like, that's that's what life is all about. It's like the circle of life. (laughs) But um, I think all in all... This session was not to bash our grandparents, but (laughs) (laughs) to uh, not have to reinvent the wheel, but take what has been given to us and do what works for us. Yeah. And our our next generation will probably be saying the same things about us when we become those grandparents. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) They're going to be like, y'all really did this? Uh, Yoga, meditation. Who does that? Right. Like, who does that? And by then, there'll be like some other amazing solution to... It'll be like surgery. No, I was gonna say something like now. Oh, just transport yourself. Why can't why didn't they right. transport like just go to Mars for the weekend? Like, right. for- like what are we saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, guys. So um we are not doing our ask P and P today, uh, because y'all been lacking on these questions, but it's fine, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> but just let them know if they have a question for us or if they want to get in touch with us, how they can reach us. You can reach us by sending us an email to pretty, the letter N, purpose, at gmail.com. You can slide in our DMs on Instagram, pretty, underscore, the letter N, underscore, purpose, duh. And we are Pretty and Purpose Podcast on Facebook. And that is all that we have for today, guys. Until next time, folks. Thanks, P&P Posse.